Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. We have the pleasure of talking to Coach Ken Hutchinson of the Southeast War and Warhawks. Welcome to the program, Coach. Well, thank you very much for having me. Much appreciated. Well, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk to you yet, so we'll uh, kind of do the initial interview here. First, I, I, I kind of want to know about your talent pool. You know, uh, how many total players are you working with? Uh, uh, and then, you know, maybe, you know, just tell me how many players you're replacing. And, uh, you know, then we'll just kind of go through your, your, you know, what talent you have and then some of your maybe younger players that might have some potential. Yeah, you bet. Um, so this is my uh, second year as head coach here in Southeast Warren. And uh, last year we had uh, two seniors that uh, graduated. And this year we have four seniors for us in the program. Total, we got 21 guys, which is great. Uh, we've been in the mid to low teens for a while. So we had a nice incoming class of freshmen that all went out. Uh, so we got a nice set of numbers with 21 guys or so. Uh, right now I'm dressing uh, all 15 jerseys on varsity. So that's kind of nice to have. We've had some great practices, uh, really competitive practices, which I think is helping us, you know, tremendously. Uh, as far as the seniors go, uh, I've got a uh, senior, Ronan Jimenez, who is uh, uh, kind of his first year on varsity. So we're trying to get him some minutes here and there. Um, other than that, got kind of three core seniors that have uh, really helped us out. They put really good summers in. Dylan Ruggles, Landon Harvey, and Jack Williams. Jack Williams is a 6'8 senior. Um, you know, that's pretty tough uh, for matchups for a lot of teams. So when we get ready to scout and talk about other teams' personnel, you know, we talk about this guy, we talk about that guy, and I always mention, but they don't have a Jack. You know, they don't have a 6'8 boy that's uh, not stick skinny either. So he's been huge for us. He's had a couple games this year of 15-plus uh, rebounds. Um, just a just a kind of a nice dominant force inside we're getting him you know trying to get him uh to move his feet a little bit more and be that big active six eight guy and, and react a, a little quicker and cut guys off because you know his big old wingspan but he's been huge force inside teams have to game plan around him and then our other forward starter is landon harvey uh and he's about six two or so um definitely not the same player as jack but a great compliment to jack because he's a great passer, uh, so we can work different things with him. We can get him in the high post and work that high-low game. He's got a beautiful little 15-footer uh, and in, got great touch. Um, and just a, uh, our, our senior leader, he was the uh, quarterback for the football team, and so he's brought those leadership skills over to you know our basketball program. And then I got another senior, Dylan Ruggles, who comes off the bench, and he's a, he's a great role player, uh, very unselfish, wants to get guys shots, is really buying into being kind of our uh, defensive go-to guy off the bench, and uh, just great attitude. So those are the four seniors that I have on the program in the program. Okay, well, tell me about some of your depth. Yeah, so we go about nine deep, uh, eight to nine deep, which is, I think, you know, great at varsity. If you can go eight to nine deep, um, you know, you can keep that sustained energy and pressure up all game. Um, so I've got uh, my, my point guard's a sophomore. His name's Cam Cipher. He uh, started last year as point guard for us as a freshman. Uh, really good shooter uh at one point in time last year he was 50 percent from three and we're not talking one for two either we're talking volume numbers you know he lives in the gym um great great kid to have he shot up this year he's standing about six one six two as well 
Um, so, so he's huge for us. Uh, got another sophomore guard that starts for us as well. Uh, Caden Crothers. He's one of those kids that's a little undersized, but he makes up for it with his intelligence and his communication on the court. One of the best help side defenders I've ever coached just has a knack for the game, which I love. And, uh, and we're also starting a, uh, freshman this year, uh, Jamison Ewing, who, might arguably want to be one of the best athletes in the school right now. He's a little under six foot, but uh, hustle maniac, loves playing defense, buys into going in and being that lockdown defender on the other team's best player, whether he's, you know, undersized by a couple inches or not. So just, just a hustle maniac. So that's how we've been starting. Uh, and then I've got another sophomore I pull off the bench, Brogan Ewing, who's a really good shooter. His shot hasn't fallen yet. He hasn't found it yet, but he's going to stay in the gym and he's going to keep grinding at it. Uh, and then I also have another freshman right now that I'm pulling off the bench, Lucas Dirks, who, if you would have asked me last year, if he was going to be in the varsity rotation, I'd say probably not. He just had too many things to work on, but he put an amazing summer in, went to Snow Valley basketball camp along with, I think, five other guys in the program. And you could tell it really started to click for him. He, he became he's so much more aggressive. He gets the ball to the basket. He's, he's on the glass as well. So that's kind of our, our main top eight uh, or so in that rotation that we go through. Well, that is uh, that's impressive. Uh, uh, list of talent. I, I, I really like that story about the young kid that worked really hard and, and made massive improvements. Uh, you know, yeah, and, and you know, these guys that, uh, you know, come in the gym and shoot and work on their game. That's great. Don't get me wrong. That's great. And I love that. But then the ones that take that little extra initiative to go out and seek out what I would, you know, say is probably the best basketball camp in the state of Iowa, maybe even in the Midwest, that's Snow Valley Basketball School. They just teach a brand of basketball up there that's so intense, and they really put an emphasis on the little things, being disciplined, the communication, always knowing where you are on defense, help side, head on swivel, all those little things that you really struggle to get, you know, in the gym when you're working on your own. So that's it's and a shout out to the parents for forking up the cash to take them up there, too. So I appreciate that. Well, you know, uh, but the kid had the tenacity to do it. You know, if it wasn't yeah. within him to do it, he wouldn't have been able to do it. So that's a, you know, yeah. I, I love to hear that kind of story. But let's go over the, the team. And I know you, you probably answered some of these questions, so a little bear with me a little bit. But, uh, uh, you know, I, it's the same questions I ask everybody. I says, I want to know who, uh, who can score points for you in the paint? Who's going to be the presence uh, up underneath the basket for you? Yeah, so um, we got a couple different guys that can. The two forwards that we start, Landon Harvey and Jack Williams, are um, are kind of our go-to guys in the paint. They, uh, those are two guys that did not go to any basketball camp, but two to three days a week after lifting, they were in the gym working on their post moves, you know, and it's not that we teach um, a ton of different post moves. We really make it simple. Let's focus on that drop step. Let's focus on that baby hook. And then when we got those two, if we need the up and under, we'll go to it. But it's really just about, you know, thinking a pass ahead, being able to duck in and seal, being strong, using your butt, you know, embracing the contact. So those are our two guys. Um, you know, Jack Williams standing six eight, he's just he's just so tough to stop. So when teams want to front him, you know, if we slide that uh, backside guy out of there, then we just throw it over the top to him. Uh, if they're trying to dig down and help on that, all we got to do is put a shooter on the other side and swing it, you know, and then they have to honor it. But uh, Landon Harvey is the other guy who's who's really done a 
really good job of learning how to post up with active feet, use his butt. Uh, when guys try and swim around, he's, he's doing a really good job of kind of sealing them off and creating a good entry. He's undersized for a post, but he makes up for it with his aggressiveness on the block. And he's got a nice little touch. He can pivot and shoot a little jump hook too. He's, he's learned how to use the glass. So those two guys are our forces inside. But at the same time, we've really done, a, I think, a good job of improving our dribble drive. So we got guards that are getting to the paint too. You know, we're putting up a fair amount of threes, but it feels like I don't think that we're settling for those. Those are shots that I want them to take. Those are confident shots. But between Cam Cypher, our point guard, Jamison Ewing, our incoming freshman, and really all of our guards, they're doing a pretty good job of, of being aggressive. And when they see a gap getting into the paint and either trying to get the ball up themselves or dropping it off to Jack or Landon or one of our bigs inside. Well, uh, who do you have that's an outside shooter? I'm not just talking three-pointers, but jump shot guys and anything from out beyond the the, the free-throw lane line. Yeah, so really uh, any one of our guys has the freedom if they flash to the paint, you know, or if they get a, a nice down screen and curl it. Any one of our guys has the kind of green light to shoot that 15-footer um, other than Jack just because he's, you know, we don't want him too far from the basket because anytime shot goes up, we want that 6'8 guy hovering, you know, three to five feet from the paint. But uh, really anybody's got that 15-footer range because we work on it in practice. They worked on it all summer. Um, and, and all of our guards have the green light to shoot from three. You know, the one thing I tell them is I don't want to see a bunch of one pass jacks. I don't like it when we bring it down, make one pass, there's a breakdown in the defense and we jack the three because there hasn't been enough movement. You know, we're not getting guys in good position to rebound. So in those instances, that's got to be a drive. But outside of that, um, I, I, I don't mind it if it's a good shot. You know, we're swinging the ball, especially if we get it to land into the high post. He's such a good high post passer. And those guys know how to relocate and let it fly. And in the last few games, we've done a nice job on the glass. Tuesday night, we played Wayne, and we had 50 total rebounds, 25 offensive, 25 defensive. And uh, last night, we played uh, – or Thursday night, we played uh, Mormon Trail – or, sorry, Melcher Dallas, and we came away with uh, close to 20 offensive rebounds there too. So. Uh, I don't mind us shooting those threes, even if they're off, because we're doing a great job of really buying into get on the glass. Everybody's got to keep that ball alive. We don't give up until it's in the hands of the other team. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Well, I want to talk to you about your defense, your shot blockers, your rebounders, your, your disruptors, your, your ball stealers, your transition guys. Uh, just tell me overall about the defense. Yeah, so we're, right now we're we're strictly man to man. Um, I've had a couple of people come up to me and say, "Hey, you know, uh, I don't know if you realize you got a six eight guy. He'd be great in the middle of a two three zone." And you know, I've batted these ideas around. I've run zone before, matchup zone, all these different things. But I I I really love what comes with man to man defense, which is just this energy. All five guys. We never get to take one pass, one possession off, and we're learning. You know, I play a lot of young guys, so we're learning how to guard the ball. We're learning that one pass away where we're in the lane. We're able to help still recover, uh, really preach and help side, talking, communicating, getting through screens. Right now, Jamison Ewing, our freshman, is kind of the guy that I, I say sick him on the other team's best player unless they've got, you know, a big inside but he's just so dang quick and he's got such active hands. So, so he's huge for us right now. If a bigger kid tries to take him to the block, he's quick enough to swim around and get to that front. 
Um, he's still learning how to do it. Sometimes he has to kind of think through it a little bit, but he's still learning how to do it. And he's getting, he's, he's really improving. Uh, we've really spent a lot of time focusing on guarding the ball the last couple of weeks. Early on in the season, we were getting broken down way too easy, just a little head fake or whatnot. And guys are getting to the basket and our help side, or we weren't rotating well enough. So we've hammered that in practice. And the last two practices in the last game or two we've really started to do a much better job of sliding over cutting off drives before they get to the lane and making sure that next guy is rotating to his position so it's really been a team effort as far as shoring that up and then once we get that to where we want it then I told him I don't mind you know throwing a, another defense or two out maybe we get to Christmas break and we and we learn a two three zone or one three one or something like that but I, I guess I'm a little old school when people say, hey, you know, you're giving up a lot of drives. Why don't you switch to zone? I feel like that's a, a bailout. I'm not going to bail my kids out because they're not doing the right thing. But once they learn the right thing and they do the right thing, then all of those principles, in my opinion, transfer over to zone. Uh, but I'm not going to bail them out and say, OK, because we can't guard the ball, we're going zone. No, we're going to learn to guard the ball. and We are learning to guard the ball and help. And then we'll install some other, you know, kind of different defenses to throw at teams. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to you about your schedule. And I guess my first question would be, what conference are you in? Pride of Iowa. We're in the Pride of Iowa Conference. OK, well, we're going to come back to that in a second. But I also want to talk to you about your non-camp conference schedule. Uh, I want to know who you scheduled, why you scheduled them, where there's some challenges there. So just tell me about some of your non-conference games. Yeah, so, you know, we try and schedule some some area teams. We uh, just played uh, Melcher Dallas on Tuesday, and, and so we'll get some teams in the Bluegrass, some area schools, um, you know, so that we're not traveling so far. We head out west and play some schools uh, out west. We'll go to Corning and, and uh, some places over there, so Bedford. So we have some hour-and-a-half drives you know, for our non-conference, um, well, I guess Bedford's on the other side of the conference, but, you know, we have some uh, hour and a half drives, but we try and find as many local teams as we can. Uh, this year, I'm, I'm excited. Our last game of the year, we picked up Sheraton. Sheraton's only, you know, 10 minutes from my house, 20 minutes from the school. Uh, and so that's that's going to be nice for us to pick up a, a 2A team, a physical 2A team at the end of the year. But other than that, a lot of 1As in our, in our area. Um, and uh, it, it you know, there's some pretty good basketball in the area, too. So I, I'm pretty happy with most of our competition that we get to go up against. Well, uh, I'm going to have to rely on you like I did Coach Roland, Roland uh, in the football season. Is I don't really have a lot of eyes and ears out there on that conference that you're <laughs> in. Uh, uh, if you would be so kind as to uh, uh, regale our listeners a little bit on the teams in your conference and uh, uh, maybe some of their talented players uh, and some of the things that they do well. Yep. So the Pride of Iowa conference is like a lot of conferences where we split um, divisions up. So there's two divisions. And uh, within our division, obviously, we've got Southeast Warren and then we've got Wayne of Corden, uh, Martinsdale, St. Mary's and uh, East Union is uh, another conference team. And then, oh, geez, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking our last one right now. It'll come to me as we get talking. But there's another team. So that we got five and five, ten teams within our conference. And to Friday night coming tonight, we, I'm not sure when this airs, we've got Mount Air, which is on the other half of the conference. And that's going to probably be 
my guess, the the top team in the other half of the conference. They've got a, uh, a a solid ball club. They play so stinking hard. They play a two three zone that really gets out and kind of pressures that that pass. And they rely on some turnovers there. They've got a senior, uh, Jason Frost, which is one of the one of the best players in the area that I've seen. The kid can shoot. He can drive. He can defend. And so that'll be a challenge for us tonight. And then uh, oh, there we go. And then on Tuesday we play. Central Decatur, which is in our division, and they are arguably the best team in our division. So this is going to be a great challenge for us on Tuesday. Uh, they're they're coached. They they have a, a great coach. I, I'm blanking his name right now, but he came to Central Decatur. He's coached all over the place. Great coach. They play a one two one one aggressive full court trap. So when teams are hesitant about that, you know it's it's dead meat. They're at, they're all over you. So that'll our next two games would be arguably the two toughest games of the years for us. So we're gonna we're gonna see what we're made of here in the next five days. Well, let's talk about the games uh, uh, that you have played. How's your season going? And uh, uh, um, um, what level of, of uh, teams have you been playing? So right now we're three and one. Uh, we opened against West Central Valley, which is up at Stewart, Iowa, and we won that one by eight. I believe it was 50-58. You know, they, they were... They were struggling a little bit because the flu was running through them. I talked to their coach and they only had, I think, one or two practices out of the first week and a half where he had a full strength uh, staff. So we were both kind of, you know, kind of getting the getting the dust worked off a little bit. But we came out on top on that one. Then the following night, we went to Mormon Trail and dropped a tough one there. We lost by six to Mormon Trail. They came out with a one-two-one-one, really intense full court trap, and we just weren't ready for that. I'm going to put that on me because we went through our press break a couple times, but we really didn't. I, I should have spent more time on it. So we kind of we turned the ball over early against them, and they capitalized on some turnovers. But then we made a great comeback. We actually took the lead by four points with uh, two and a half minutes left, and you know put some shots up, didn't fall, didn't get any rebounds. They came down to the other end, got some scores, made a couple free throws. And and uh, it was still two-point game down at the very end, and we had to foul, and then they stretched it out one by six. So that's our only loss so far. So far, And then we beat Wayne on Tuesday and then Melcher Dallas on Thursday. Well, uh, tell me about the games you got this week. So, yep, Friday the 9th, we have Mount Air. And like I talked about, they are – uh, arguably the toughest team on the other half of the division. They have, you know, they go eight deep and all of those guys are hustle maniacs out there. They're aggressive. They get the ball to the basket. They don't settle for threes. Uh, I, like I mentioned that two, three zone just causes a lot of havoc for a lot of teams because they don't sit back. They get out in pressure. They bait you into passes and then shoot those passing lanes. And every, every game that I've watched of them, you know, they've had, 10 points of walk-in layups where guys have, have maybe thrown an errant pass and they've, and they've shot that gap and tipped it ahead. So we're really going to have to take care of the ball. We put last year, we got out to a hot start against them. We were taking care of the ball. We were up uh, 10 or double digits at one point in time. And then, you know, we got careless with the ball and they got in the lane and got some walkout layups. And then that swung the game. They ended up beating us by, you know, 15, 18 points last year. So that's going to be a key for us is making sure we take care of the ball, use some pass fakes, get some penetration, be strong with the ball when we do get it in the paint because they're going to collapse down hard. And then Tuesday night, 
is going to be Central Decatur. And they're they're a man-to-man team, but that that full-court press is aggressive. They have no trouble sending all four guys in front of the free-throw line and trapping and just causing chaos. So these these two games, these next two games, are going to be arguably the toughest two games on our schedule. And it's really going to, you know, show how far we've come. Can we, can we handle that pressure, take care of the ball and then not only handle the pressure, take care of the ball, but still be aggressive and go, you know, use that pressure in our favor and get the ball up Tuesday against central Decatur, get past those first four guys in the press and go get some layups, take care of the ball Friday night against Mount air, use our ball fakes, get it to the basket, get it to Jack inside for a couple of easy bunnies, hit some threes, um, defend, make sure that we are talking out good matchups. So these are going to be two tough games for us. I'm, not, I'm really excited to see how far we've come and how we're going to bring it. But what were the opportunity for our listeners to follow Southeast Ward Warhawks basketball this season through social media, streaming services, YouTube? What, what, are, the, uh, what are the ways that you can follow? So our home games, we have the uh, Pixelot system that streams over the NFHS network, which has been a, an awesome addition to to sir, sir, so many schools in the area that have that uh, capability. Uh, I think it's ten bucks a month if you sub- subscribe to it, or like fifty bucks for a year. And you know that's the price of two people's admission to a game. Not that I'm saying don't come, come see us live. It's great. It's it's great. There's something about that live environment. We want to pack the stands. We'd love that. But if you can't make it um that's a that's a great way to watch along so all of our home games are live streamed over that uh central decatur on tuesday well no we're at home but when we go to central decatur after break they have it as well so there's a lot of schools that have that um and so that's probably the best way we don't live stream over youtube because we have that Pixelot system um over the nfhs network and like i said it's only 10 bucks a month or 50 bucks for the year to be able to subscribe to that and see all those games and they're all archived too so if you miss the game you can go to the on demand and 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 watch a game as well all right well uh is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about uh, well, just, uh, I've got a new assistant coach this year, Hunter Brashaw. He's, he's straight from college, graduate, graduated from the university of Iowa, just got hired this year. Um, I had an assistant coach, um, last year, uh, coach Willie Nelson. He has helped Southeast Warren in football, basketball, all kinds of things, but, uh, kudos to him. He got a promotion this year in his job. So we thought it was going to be tough for him to be able to, to be at the game and still fulfill all of his, you know, obligations outside of that. So Hunter Brashaw stepped in and said, you know, I, I'd love to coach and I love his energy. I love his passion. You know, he's still learning uh, a, a lot about, you know, pace of the game, how to make adjustments, things like that. But one thing that he's going to bring is he's going to be focused and he's going to talk to guys on the bench, things that he sees, he's going to communicate that. So he's been a great addition. Um, and, and I just, I, I want to mention one thing, shout out to the parents in our school district, because, you know, I've been to other places and, and we all know that, you know, coach player connection is huge, but for the last two years that I've been head coach here, the parents have been nothing but supportive. You know, if there's a moment, I, I coach, I'm a pretty tough coach. Um, discipline's big and, you know, the little things I'm on our guys. If we're not getting our hands up, we're not talking help side. And, and so there's times where I rip into them and it'd be pretty easy for mom and dad in the stand to say, Hey, you're being a little hard on my son, you know, but they don't, they're, they're supportive. They let me go out and coach the way I need to coach and they don't, they don't second guess what we're doing. Uh, I always said it's kind of like the Holy Trinity of a successful program. You got to have coach, you got to have players, but you got to have parent support as well. So they've been a great leg for us 
And I just, I just can't thank them enough for being supportive. And, and even if they don't like what's going on with their son, they're being supportive of the program and you can tell it's showing, it's showing in our culture as well. So huge shout out to them as well. Well, I want to thank, uh, uh, I want to thank all the, the Southeast Warren people that listen to Round Guy Radio. Uh, the numbers were very, very strong every time we talked about the football team. And I appreciate you, Ken, for being with us and uh, letting our listeners hear on you. Uh, and I, I definitely appreciate having someone in that little zone there that I don't, you know, I, I got some pretty good coverage from out west uh, of you and the southeast Iowa. We do really well, but uh, uh, we got a lot of listeners in, in your area. And uh, I, I'm going to keep your number and I will uh, periodically come back to you uh, as the season goes on for some updates, if that's okay. Oh, 100%. Thank you so much for, you know, giving me the opportunity to talk about my team and talk about Southeast Warren as well. You know, I appreciate it and, and everybody who listens. And uh, uh, last thing, I'll just give a quick shout out if I can to John Swanson at Beacon. Uh, I spent, uh, I was head coach there for 10 years. And uh, so when I left, he was able to take over and he's done great things there too. Good friend of mine. So shout out, shout out to Super Conference and uh, Beacon and all those guys. But thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about southeast warm basketball really uh, yeah I, I live in richland and pekin's where my grandson goes and and uh you know every it doesn't surprise me you say that i mean everyone does you know yeah. what i mean there's two coaches the coach at highland i think his name is gingrich mm-hmm. or, or not uh uh i ims uh hillcrest academy yeah, hillcrest or whatever academy yeah. that guy yep. everybody likes and everybody mentions coach swanson everybody mm-hmm. says oh he's just run such a good program and and he says, and his players do all the basics and they're, you know, yeah, he's, he's good. Uh, how, how many years are you there at Pekin? Yeah, I was there for, uh, I taught for 11 years there and I was head coach for nine. I think I said 10, but just not, I didn't quite get the 10th year in there. So <laughs> were you there when the sad off kid was playing? Yep. Yep. Got to coach him his sophomore, junior, and senior year. So yeah, he was really great. Wasn't he? Yeah, I, I had some, you know, had some great talent there, had some great memories there. Um, you know, it really allowed me to kind of grow as a coach. Um, There's so many things that uh, I learned there and that I've been able to kind of bring over to Southeast Warren. And so it, uh, my, my time there was invaluable and I loved every moment of it. But uh, I learned a lot of great lessons from that place as well. And I've been able to uh, implement that stuff in the program. And I feel like we're, we're heading the right direction here. We got a couple minutes left. Could you mention some of the players, or some of the memorable games that you had there when you were at Pekin? Oh yeah, boy. Um, well, w- one of the best athletes that I, I've ever coached was uh, Keaton Wynn, and uh, I got to coach him his sophomore, junior, and senior year, and he has been very successful in the baseball world. And uh, last I knew, he was drafted by the San Francisco Giants, and uh, he was just. Uh, an amazing talent but what I loved so much about him was he wanted to be coached uh hard you know he was one of those guys where it was pretty obvious he was our best player but he wasn't going to get away with things and you know when I talk about parents and their involvement how important it is multiple times his parents would come up to me you know either after games or just in passing as we're talking and and they'd say hey make sure you're not letting him slack you know 
you 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 drop the hammer on him. We saw him not box out that possession or whatnot. So, you know, that's I, I keep going back to that. Uh, when you have parents that are supportive like that, it just it changes your dynamic. And we had a very successful year there. Uh, Keaton wins sophomore year. Um, I had a team that won the conference championship, I believe 21 wins on the year. And, and that was such a fun team to coach because all of those guys – played so stinking hard our, our big sprint of the court every single possession they they bought into defense they were so unselfish and 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 when I got that group um that's what really kind of clicked with me of how important being unselfish is and how important culture is you know when I was a young guy uh with sat off that sat off group that we talked about I really didn't understand how to build a good culture and so, you know, we, we had some success, but we could have had more success if I would have been, you know, a little more cognizant of how important building a culture is and how important it is to have guys embrace their roles. They weren't happy with their roles and it's not on them. It's on me. I didn't do a good enough job of, of you know, relaying to them how important their role was. And as, as I learned that, we saw more and more success and we saw the culture build and, and more and more unselfishness. So uh, there, there were some great times there and I learned some really important lessons and, and some great kids there that played hard. Uh, it, was, it was a great, great time for me. My daughter, Rachel, was one of your cheerleaders. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So, well, uh, I know Keaton Wynn was uh, uh, protected in uh, on the forty man roster so that he wouldn't be eligible for the Rule Five draft. So, okay, uh, they don't do that for players that they're not uh, big on. Uh, and he, he's he's having a fantastic year as a pitcher in the minor leagues. So, uh, yeah, and I saw that you know I saw he had uh, he had to go through some surgery you know and some rehab and stuff like that. But it sounds like he's one of those kids that after that surgery and rehab, he's he's pounds bounced back and and not only bounced back but is has improved i think he's picked up a few mile an hour on his fastball and uh i think he recently got married so congratulations keaton on that uh and uh just, just a lot of great kids that came through that and i say kid but geez he's he's a man now so <laughs> i gotta remember i'm getting older these guys aren't kids anymore they're grown men so well it's been a pleasure to talk to you as often uh, when i find someone as interesting as you we run out of time a little quicker than I think I'm going to, but it's been a full interview, but it was a very fun one. I really enjoyed talking to you and good luck with the rest of the season, coach. Yeah, you bet. And uh, I know we said it a bunch, but uh, I appreciate the the call and the ability to have a moment to kind of talk about my program and the guys in it. So thank you so much.